0: Hope you guys have enjoyed Financial Literacy Month, the month of April. All month has been Financial Literacy Month, and we've been having some episodes. Hope you've enjoyed those, having some people on to talk about different things. And today, it is going to just be me. It's going to be a solo episode, and every month, I told the listeners that we would get at least one of these. I try to do it on the third week of every month, but last week, I thought it was special to have our last guest on. That was Darren Carter. Shout out to Darren because the IPO that dropped. And so I just wanted to make sure that we had that special opportunity. That was such an incredible time. And once again, just shout out to the Coinbase team for that monumental IPO. Also what I wanted to talk about today, a few things, and it's been brought to my attention that I don't give the listeners an opportunity to work with me. Some people had brought this to my attention and had asked me if I had ever had talked to any of my podcast guests or not, yes, but listeners about, possibly be working with me as their financial advisor. And I never even posed that. I never thought of it that way. I never thought of this platform to, as a place for me to do, you know, reach out to people that work with me. But absolutely, you guys can reach out to me and work with me. And oh, that's, you guys are more than welcome to go to the Next Wealth website. That's gonna be GenNextWealth.com. You can go on there and you actually can schedule a free consultation with me. I know you guys have listened to me for a couple of years now. If that is something that you were interested in, yes, we are taking new clients. You can look at the website. We are updating our prices. Prices will be updated very, very quickly. But right now, you can go there and all the information that you would want to have to work with me or to work with us at Gen X Wealth. You have all that information there. That's going to be at GenXWealth.com. Yes, we are still accepting clients. With that, I wanted to jump into today's episode. Today, I wanted to talk about financial fundamentals. The reason why I wanted to bring this up is the other day we had a live, I was on an IG live with a group and we were talking about finance. And one of the things that really just jumped out to me when we were having this discussion was fundamentals of finance. And I thought to myself, like, if I thought about one of the things that I lacked as being raised, and a lot of minorities may lack is those financial fundamentals, like the blocking and tackling, the double leg takedowns, if you will, the pivots, the pump fakes, those fundamental things, not the glitz and glamorous things, not the sexy things, not the making millions of dollars, but the fundamentals. And when you think about the fundamentals, I had always been someone to think that income was what I wanted to chase. Like income was going to be like the cure all. It was always for me, it was a chase, like the coveted six-figure income. And so when you think about that, like that six figures, just like as a kid that grew up, I mean, I wasn't missing meals or anything like that. But, you know, when you think about like making it for me, I thought the six-figure income was going to be like, man, once I do that, then like, you know, the the gates of heaven were going to open up or, you know, like everything was going to be okay. Like I had done it like a big milestone. I don't know if I was the only one that felt like that, I know I've spoken to other people that were minorities that when we talk about money, that's kind of something that we think about. That's just kind of the way that I always looked at it. Like income was the driving force for wealth and for everything. And I'm not saying that it's not, and I'm not saying that it's not a very important tool, but what I am saying is that it's more than just income. And so it wasn't even now, this, you know, I'd been in financial services. I started working at this insurance company in 2013. And I want to say it was either 2014 or 2015 before I actually had this aha moment. Now, mind you, I majored in accounting. Okay. My major was accounting. And so I understood assets and liabilities. I understood all of that. I knew what it was, knew what a balance sheet was. I totally understood that. Even knew what net worth was in a technical sense. I knew what net worth was assets minus liabilities that day was net worth. I understood that, but still always coveted that income. Like that's what I wanted. And I do say coveted because I think sometimes it's, we saw, I was sought after that more than helping, like at one point in my career, this is just me being candid. I mean, you know, I'm always going to tell you guys that I'm always going to be just real candid like that. And it wasn't until I remember 2015, I had a mentor, worked at the principal office. He was really just a great guy. I love this guy. Still to this day, I still think the world of him. He was my mentor. I remember us meeting. I remember we're talking, you know, at the beginning of the year, everybody has their you meet with your mentor and you have these income goals. This is when he starts talking to me about, I want to make X amount of dollars this year. And he's like, okay, good, good, good. And he kind of sat back and he says like, and he's telling me about his own personal stuff. And he's like, I don't have an income goal. And I'm like, I'm thinking in my mind, like, how do you not have an income goal? Like income is like everything. And he says, I have a net worth goal. And I was like, net worth. He's like, yeah, every year I try to increase my net worth. And when I heard that, it like, It was that aha moment. Like I said, I majored in accounting. I understood what a balance sheet was. I understood what net worth was as an idea, as a theory, as the answer in the formula, answer as an answer to a formulaic problem. I understand it that way. I didn't understand my own net worth and actually being able to increase it and being able to control that regardless of what the income was that I was making. I didn't understand that. When he said that to me, it really just like, I was like, oh, wait, I think I've been looking at this game all wrong. This isn't, wait, there's more to this. And so then looking at the assets and liabilities and then that's when it started to click. Like, okay, this is why I need to pay off this debt. And this is where I'm talking about, we're talking about fundamentals, right? This is the blocking and tackling. You make money, right? That's what we're gonna do. Now, after we're making money, sometimes we have to accumulate debt. While we accumulate this debt, We have to use this debt as leverage, like for different things for house. Obviously, that's an asset, but it's also a liability until it appreciates, right? We tell the house gains some value. We know that it actually can be a liability. And so now, as you begin to pay down those liabilities, as you begin to use the tools, right? So you get your income. And as you use that income to begin to pay down the liabilities, your actual net worth increases because the amount of money that you owe is less than the assets that you have accumulated. When you think about it that way, like, okay, so now does it really matter how much money you make? Yes, it does matter because that is a very, very important engine to drive, right? Like if you think about a car or a motorcycle, right? You do something to the motor, that's gonna make it go faster. Well, you're gonna have your regular engine and your income is gonna be the engine that's gonna get you where you wanna be financially. And I think that once you realize that the income is just that, then you start pulling on those levers to maximize your net worth, right? This is why you have those people that are, you know, now when you start to look at why I want to put money into my 401k, what does that do? That helps me increase my net worth. Why is that important? Because it means you're worth more. You hear people say this all the time that, oh, I'm worth more dead than alive because they have a life insurance policy. And I get that, but why not be worth more while you're alive? Why not create something, you know? And so the beginning is understanding that income is a vehicle to manage your assets and liabilities because you can also produce from that income the ability to purchase these assets like the home or also taking that income and to go and invest it. Okay. And this is the second one of those financial fundamentals, right? We have to understand our balance sheet. I think that's very, very important. Have your income, understand your balance sheet, and then we have to start accumulating some assets. You can use that income as a driver for that vehicle, whether it's dollar cost averaging on investing on a monthly basis, whether it's whatever it is. And I think that a good investment philosophy is always just to own what you buy. I'm not giving you investment advice. You should seek a professional to get investment objectives that are specific to your situation. Always just, if you believe in a company, then own it. That's what I say. If you believe in something, then I'm not telling you what to do. I think about, things that I own and things that I believe in. There's a few brands that I really like. There's a few things that I believe in that I don't think are going anywhere. And so I support those brands. Learning how to invest, learning how to save. Let's just say like investing, that's the sexy stuff, right? That's the glitz, that's the glamour. That's like the Warriors when they were showtime. They're running down the court, shooting threes. Steph's doing his thing, Clay's doing his thing. It's just poetry, motion. looks great. Everybody loves it. But what won all the championships wasn't just the offense. Just the glitz and the glam, just the assets, the nice portfolio, the large 401 case, the large Roth balance. Those are the big, sexy things. But the habit that gets all of that created and the thing that made the Warriors who they are and most teams that have won championships is defense and savings is your defense. You have to get this financial principle down. I don't care how you do it. And this is what I talked about on the IG Live the other day. We talked about, I don't care how you do it. But you have to do it. like, And it's one of those things that the sooner you get this understood, the sooner that you find out how you can save. And that doesn't matter how much. People get caught up on the amount that you save. And I don't think it's about the amount. I think it's the frequency, the consistency. That's more important. You think about when you go, like I always hear people talk about starting the habit of going to the gym. I remember when I first started going to the gym, uh, when I started going in the morning, I couldn't get up in the morning. And this is what I did. I knew I couldn't get up in the morning. I was staying up a little too late. And so it was making it really difficult for me to get up in the morning. So what I did was I said, all right, you want to stay up late? Then stay up how you're going to stay up. But this is what you're going to do in the morning. Put the pre-workout there. drank my pre-workout as soon as my alarm went off. Just laid in the bed. And within minutes, the pre-workout kicked in. Then I'm up. Now I'm at the gym. And I actually now prefer working out in the gym. I've been doing it for you know about five years now, but I created that environment or did what I had to do, like almost have it stacked. Like I know that I'm going to get up in the, I want to get up in the morning. The way I'm going to do it is I'm going to use this thing to aid me. So in that case, that was my pre-workout. What do you have to do to get that savings habit started? However you have to do it. Okay. If that means you set up an automatic transfer from your check into your savings. If that means you set up, you know, one, one thing that I tell people, because this is something that happens, right? You set up that automatic transfer, you transfer the money into your savings account, and now, after you transfer the money into your savings account, now it's like, oh man, I need that money. And since you can see it online, man, you just transfer the money back, right? And so every month, you transfer money into your savings, but you transfer it right back into your checking because you need it, and I'm doing air quotes because you need it. And you really don't need the money, but you make yourself feel like you need it, so you go and spend it. Well, if that's a problem that you're running into, then I have a solution for you. De-link that account from your card. So when you're online banking, you can't do it. The only way you can get that money out of your savings account is to physically go into the bank and get it because it's not even linked to your card. Do that for yourself. If that's what it takes, do whatever it takes because that habit of savings will compound tremendously in every area because you think about savings in your for your retirement if you save in like a company retirement if you're an employee. You think about savings in your own personal account. You think about savings in your own investment account. You think about savings for kids' college future. The one thing that you can't do enough of is safe, but it's the toughest thing to do because the immediacy of buying things now, the immediacy of like, I need this. That's also something that we have to learn as a fundamental to break. We have to take time to build stuff. You know, take time. It's okay to wait a little bit. It's okay. We don't need to get everything now. And I get it because I've come from a place where not having much makes me want to have everything that I can get right now. I get it. So I totally understand that. And coming from that, I still fight with that. So I'm not going to sit here and say like, oh yeah, I don't think like, yeah, it crosses my mind, but what I want to become has to be greater than what I am right now. Right. And if what you want to become is wealthy, then you have to make these sacrifices and learn these fundamentals you have to be that and i don't I don't talk about rich I want to be wealthy right I don't want to be just rich rich comes and goes I want wealth not only in money though We're in wealth of knowledge and wealth of giving and a wealth of love and a wealth of help you know I want to be able to give of all of those things the wealth of that we create that was it for today the fundamentals of finance according to imlin I think those are some fundamentals that we have to get yeah, we got to get those savings things but When you have that mindset change to where you start looking at your net worth for what it is and understanding your income as that vehicle, that motor that we talked about to get you where you want to go, financially speaking. This is the first episode. One of the first episodes I did like this, I just kind of did this one freestyle. I thought, you know what? This is some stuff that I've been having on my mind and I just wanted to just get on here and just talk. I've been thinking about doing more episodes like this where I just kind of just go off the cuff with stuff that I have on my heart just because I feel like I got a lot of stuff I want to talk about and I haven't really been saying it because I've been running the show a little different. Please, community, if this is something that you want to hear more of, I'm asking you either tweet me, get at me on Twitter at miles Mattingly. That's on Twitter. That's probably the best place to do it. Let me know if you like this, this little different type of flow to the show today because I kind of liked it. It kind of feels really natural. As you all know, this is the Minority Money Podcast. I am your host, Inland Miles Mattingly, where we are changing the complexion of wealth. Another great showdown, but it doesn't have to stop there. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast on whatever podcast app you're listening on now, and give it a good rating, would you? If you feel really connected to the podcast, which I hope you do, find our Facebook community, Minority Money VIP, to support and be supported by others just like you. And again, we're glad to have you. While this podcast is meant to inspire and motivate you to live your best life, it can't be your complete one-stop shop. I know, I know, that really sucks. But I don't know anything about your specific situation. So please, reach out to an attorney or a CPA, or you can reach out to me, a financial planner, to help you with your specific situation. To get a hold of us, please reach us at Fan at Minority Money Podcast. That's F-A-N at Minority Money Podcast. So we can get to know you there. Thanks for being here. And until next time.